Hello, I'm Father Ron Shipley, founder and director of the Anglican Internet Church, and I welcome you to this podcast homily for 12th Sunday after Trinity, the 13th in a series of 26 homilies for Trinity season. Listeners may benefit from the companion AIC seasonal video series Trinity Tide, the teaching season, which is presented in nine episodes, each linked from the digital library page, with podcast versions from the podcast archive page at www.anglicaninternetchurch.net. The series offers a brief history of the evolution of Whitsunday Pentecost and Trinity season, Anglican traditions of Whitsunday and Trinity, including the seasonal color and fasting traditions, plus commentary on the collect, epistle, and gospel readings for Whitsunday Pentecost, Trinity Sunday, all 24 Sundays after Trinity, and Sunday next before Advent, in the 1928 Book of Common Prayer. The Collect Epistle and Gospel readings for Twelfth Sunday after Trinity are discussed in Episode 6. The Epistle reading for Twelfth Sunday after Trinity, 2 Corinthians 3, verses 4 to 9, is another short homily from the pen of St. Paul, this time on the virtue of the New Covenant delivered to the faithful through the Holy Spirit, compared to the old Mosaic law. In it, St. Paul continues to stress that man can do nothing without God through his Son, Jesus Christ. The underlying meaning is that if the faithful trust in God and believe in Christ, the life they lead will be true righteousness. The unspoken thought is a negative one concerning the opposite, the self-righteousness of the clerks, scribes, Pharisees, and priests of the Hebrew religion in the latter days before the coming of Christ. The Gospel reading for Twelfth Sunday after Trinity, Mark 7, verses 31 to 37, is St. Mark's unique account of the healing of the deaf man and is the second and last reading for Trinity season for, from the pen of St. Mark. After a period of ministering in the coastal region near and around Tyre and Sidon, both now in Lebanon, Jesus and the traveling party crossed the Sea of Galilee and came to the region called the Decapolis, or Ten Cities, the northern part of which is now called the Golan Heights, part of Syria, and the rest being part of the Hashemite Kingdom of Jordan. The Decapolis region is mentioned only three times in the Gospels, twice by St. Mark and once by St. Matthew. As we entered the scene, the disciples brought to Jesus a man who suffered from two ailments, deafness and a speech impediment, two maladies which often go together. Knowing Jesus was a healer, or in Koine Greek, a thaumaturge, the disciples took the man aside out of the multitude that was present and asked Jesus to lay hands upon him in verse 32. Jesus put his fingers into the man's ear, and then, and here comes the unusual part, he spit upon his hand, then touched the man's tongue. Jesus turned his face toward heaven, a typical prayer posture for a Jewish man. St. Mark tells us that Jesus sighed in sympathy and compassion 
for the man's pitiful condition and said, Epthatha, which is Aramaic, meaning be opened. Aramaic was the native tongue for many who lived in the northern regions of what had been the kingdom of Israel. It was also the language spoken in Babylon during the captivity period. Aramaic is still spoken today by many Christians in communities in Iraq. St. Mark tells us that, quote, straight away, unquote, the man's ears were opened and his tongue loosened, and that he spoke so plainly that the multitude cried out their astonishment at this healing act. This form of healing without a spoken command is unlike all the previous descriptions of acts of healing in which Jesus spoke commands, for example, to rise from a sickbed and walk to bathe in a pool, or simply speaking, a healing word. It is a mystery of God which is far beyond our ability to comprehend. Afterward, Jesus addressed the crowd, saying, Tell no man, in verse 36a. There must have been some form of discussion here, because St. Mark's terse account also tells us that, quote, the more he commanded them, the more widely they proclaimed it, in verse 36b. The people's reaction became part of a meal prayer in the Methodist church tradition. He has done all things well. He makes both the deaf to hear and the mute to speak. The important messages in, this, messages in this story are that Jesus asked the crowd not to speak of the healing because he was not yet ready for his true identity to be revealed. In St. John's Gospel, this was expressed in terms of time. My hour has not yet come. In the next set of verses in the Gospel of St. Mark, at the start of chapter 8, there would be no doubt in the minds of the traveling party of Jesus' remarkable powers after the feeding of the 4,000 with several seven loaves and a few small fish. Had they remembered scripture, those Pharisees and scribes who doubted Jesus might have recalled Psalm 77, verses 13b, 14b, and Psalm 86, verse 8. Who is so great a God as our God? Thou art the God that doest wonders. And from Psalm 86, 8, Among the gods there is none like unto thee, O Lord. There is not one that can do as thou doest. Other AIC resources on topics discussed in this podcast homily for 12th Sunday after Trinity are available at our website, www.anglicaninternetchurch.net. Seasonal videos and Christian education videos are linked from the Bible, excuse me, from the digital library page, Bible study videos from the Bible study page, and the podcast version of all three series from the podcast archive page. Information about AIC Bookstore publications is available through the virtual bookstore link at the bottom of the home page. Now, first example is New Testament Gospels, an AIC Bible study video series presented in 45 episodes. St. Mark's account of the healing of the deaf man, plus 17 other demonstrations of the divine power of Jesus, is discussed in more detail with illustrations in Episode 8, Episode 9, and Episode 10. 
The feeding of the 4,000 is also discussed in episode 10. Jesus' use of words in reference to time in the Gospel of St. John are discussed in episode 43 and episode 44. The Lives of the Saints, an AIC Christian Education video series presented in multiple episodes. And from the first series, St. John is the focus of episode 4, St. Paul of episode 5, and St. Mark of episode 7. From the second series, Archbishop Cranmer is one of three English martyrs celebrated in episode 28. From the bookstore publications, Layman's Lexicon, you'll find entries of interest in the entries for Mercy slash Merciful, Mystery, Parables, Virtues, and Wisdom. And finally, from the prayer book Psalter, History Text and Commentary, Psalm 51, King David's Confession, is discussed on pages 120 to 122. The first closing prayer for Twelfth Sunday after Trinity is a Presbyterian prayer inspired by early church doctrine based upon the Psalms. The second is the Collect for Twelfth Sunday after Trinity, which Archbishop Cranmer derived for the 1549 Book of Common Prayer from a penitential collect from the Gelasian Sacramentary of the Roman Catholic tradition as it was used in the Church of England, and which incorporates ideas from the Epistle reading for today. O God, who art infinite, eternal, and unchangeable, glorious in holiness, full of love and compassion, abundant in grace and truth, Grant us grace to spend this day in thy service. All thy works praise thee in all places of thy dominion. And now the collect. Almighty and everlasting God, who art always more ready to hear than we to pray, and art wont to give more than either we desire or deserve, pour down upon us the abundance of thy mercy, forgiving us those things whereof our conscience is afraid, and giving us those things which we are not worthy to ask, but through the merits and mediation of Jesus Christ, thy Son, our Lord. Amen. Until next time, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be merciful to you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Amen. Glory be to God for all things. Amen. This program has been a presentation of the Anglican Internet Church. We invite you to visit our website and make use of its resources at www.anglicaninternetchurch.net.